How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the El Paso Conservative. Now, I wish that I could tell you that we are here griping and basically screaming at the sky for no particular reason at all, but that would be misleading because there is something that we really do need to talk about. And I've heard a lot of conservative commentators comment on this issue uh, pretty much at length. And I don't want to cover it the same way that they're covering it. So I'll take a different approach on that. And uh, we'll have an honest discussion here, or at least you'll hear my sides of the story, or you'll hear what I have to say. I'd really love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, so specifically for this episode, you can contact me through the website, which uh, is in <laughs> which is in the link of my bio on Instagram. You can contact me through Instagram, uh, contact me through email, and we'll have, uh, you know, I'll try to answer as many questions as I can uh, as far as this goes. So for those of you who are unaware or have been trying to hide the fact that you want to know that this happened, I am indeed referencing the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban. Now, the United States has been in Afghanistan since September 11, 2001. And a lot of commentators or many Republicans I see have a problem or had a problem with the United States being in the Middle East. They had the issue with, oh, well, we shouldn't be fighting these endless wars. Now, I do agree to some extent. Bush did muddy the waters as to what our mission was in Afghanistan. We weren't there as a country. We weren't there to topple Saddam Hussein, although that was good. We weren't there to make sure that the Taliban, and more specifically al-Qaeda, never had the opportunity to have a safe haven within the Middle East. And we did that, of course, a decade later when we took out its leader, uh, bin Laden, in 2011. And we've been in we've been a presence in Afghanistan for 20 years. I am older than the war or than than the U.S. of I have to choose my words carefully here. Since the U.S. has been in Afghanistan, I am 21 at the moment. It is 20 years since they've been there. I'm older by a year, and I will take pleasure in knowing that I am older than than the war on terror. But we had many different presidents over the past couple of years who have muddied the waters on our intentions in Afghanistan. Of course, you had Bush, who famously muddied the waters here. When Obama ran in 2008, he was opposed to the war in Afghanistan and actually wanted to pull out of Afghanistan. Trump, on the other hand, also believed that and he did make peace deals with the Taliban. Now, this all leads up to what we are witnessing today. We are witnessing the complete and utter abandonment of the responsibilities that we as the United States have to not only ourselves, but to our allies and to those that have helped us putting their lives on the line. Now, I know what you may be thinking. Well, what, is, what are you talking about? Well, I'll get to that. But first, I want to make it very clear that I thought that I would have never seen 
a dis- more disastrous foreign policy move by any administration since Benghazi. I thought that was as worse as it was going to get. Or the bombings in Somalia. I thought that's what it was going to be. Evidently, my standards were too high for this administration. As if things could not have gotten any worse, the Biden administration decided that it was time to pull out of Afghanistan. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with being pulled out of Afghanistan. What I have a problem with is that there were no there was no clear-cut plan to not only evacuate Afghanistan to get uh, all of the people who were employed at the embassy, all those who were undercover for the CIA and for those who were translating for the United States Army out in time, there was no clear plan, plan to have any forces in Afghanistan. We were going to essentially be gone. Like that. Which I think is horrible. Because what tends to happen is when the United States leaves a power vacuum as wide as it has in the past, bad things have always happened because of it. I'll take you for example, Operation Desert Storm in 1991. 1990-1991. When we were there, we were there. And then, what happened? That led closer to the terrorist attack on 9-11. We can even go back farther in 1978 with the civil war or the war between Iraq and Iran, I believe. And the United States armed the Mujahideen to fight, to fight them. And then in Afghanistan in the 80s, we armed the Taliban, basically, to fight the Russian, to fight the Soviet invasion. And every time the United States has left a certain area, it always faces national security risks at home. Perfect example. You have the, from 1980 to 2001, there were a lot of things that went wrong in that timeline, or in our timeline, in that timeline specifically, for us to get to 9-11. A lot of things. I said, arming of the jihadists in, the ni- in 1980 to oppose the Soviet invasion. There was the Gulf War, and then it was, you know, it was 9-11. So I don't think for a second that we didn't belong in Afghanistan. I think we did, and a lot of people don't see that. There is a clear difference between nation-building, which is a waste of time and money, and maintaining a presence in other countries to deter Things like a 9-11 happening again. Or more specifically, I should say, we are there so that way groups of terrorists or supporters become like Al-Qaeda and we prevent them from having a safe space anywhere in the Middle East. Or at least we did for a long time. And that's the thing that is confusing to me. Well, it's not confusing when you take it into the context of this administration, because this administration is crazy, or confusing as it is. But why would we pull out of Afghanistan? 
with all that we know, the chief of staff, all of them have said, I told Biden, Mr. President, if you withdraw from Afghanistan, the Taliban will take over and there will be a widespread terrorist hotbed if you do that. And Biden overruled all of his generals and decided to pull out effective immediately. Now, there are one a couple things I want to point out with Biden's press conference. I didn't bother hearing it. I read the transcript. It's going to be more coherent anyways. But I read it. And he, oh, Jesus Christ. This man will blame everyone but himself for his stupid decision. And I mean stupid decision on how he went about it. It's not so much Biden that bothers me. What bothers me is that we didn't even have measures in place to get those out of Afghanistan who would have been targets for the Taliban once they came in and did their thing. None whatsoever. You see these horrific videos of, of Afghani citizens climbing onto Air Force planes and falling to their deaths because they know that if the Taliban gets them, they're dead. And there are a, a multitude of other people who have worked for the United States in one form or another, whether that be through undercover work with the CIA or whether that be as translators for the United States Army. All these people have effectively death sentences on them if they're ever captured by the Taliban. And what bothers me is that we made absolutely no effort to try and evacuate any of them. In fact, we had a repeat of Saigon the evacuation of the U.S. Embassy, much in the same way that the U.S. Embassy towards the end of the Vietnam War was evacuated by Chinook. Now, you've heard a lot of people say that because of comparison. If you looked at two pictures side by side, you couldn't tell what the difference. And it's disappointing. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Not even disappointing. It's disgusting that we didn't have a plan in place to get them out. And now we're not only left with a national security concern, but we also have a huge humanitarian crisis on our hands because we had no plan. To the citizens of Afghanistan, we failed them. We were supposed to be there to help, and in the end, we left them for dead. That is what Biden did. He left them for dead. No question about it. The Taliban was going to come in. They were going to do their thing. Biden couldn't care less. Nothing whatsoever. And that's the thing. I have tolerated this man through bad decision, through bad decision, through bad decision. But this one, this foreign policy decision is disgusting, negligent, and ju just shows how much of a coward he is. He couldn't answer any questions. He wouldn't answer any questions. And at the end, what did he do? He not only turned his back on Afghanistan, he turned his back on us and walked away and went back to, Fort, to Camp David. He is a coward who will not own up to his own decisions. He is more keen to blame others for his failings 
than he is to blame himself, which is a typical politician. I, you get what you voted for, I suppose. But for all of us who are looking at this madness and just in utter shock and awe, you know, we, we've, I've, I can't speak for all of us, but I will speak for me. I've had enough. I have had enough. The Senate needs to do its job. The House of Representatives needs to do its job and investigate how this happened. And dare I say it, impeach Biden for it. Because what he did is unacceptable. Unacceptable at all. Not only did he leave Afghani citizens to die, he knew full well the consequences because he stopped American contractors from working with the Afghani forces that were going to repel the Taliban. He knew it. He knew the risk and still did not have a proper evac procedure. And I think, for one, that is disgusting. You have the knowledge, and yet you fail to act. This man is guilty of countless deaths at this point. He is responsible and will be responsible for the deaths of those the Taliban decide they want to kill. Why? Because he had the opportunity to take them with the United States upon our withdrawal but decided he wasn't going to. And that is disgusting. It is beyond outrageous. And I, for one, have had enough of his incompetence. I've had enough of his unwillingness to listen, and I've had enough of him in general. He is by far the most negligent president in my lifetime. I can say that for certainty. And I can also say that this president is weak. It makes America look weak because he's giving the Taliban, he handed the Taliban keys and all Afghanistan. And now the Taliban are going to side with Iran and Russia. And now we have more enemies on our doorstep than we did before. So isn't that fun? Although Afghanistan has fallen, I think in its fall, we have a new objective in America, and that is to make sure that we do not fail the Afghani people again, that we do not fail them with our leadership, because obviously our leadership are incompetent. The House does not do its job. The Senate will not do its job. Secretary of Defense is a complete and utter idiot, and so is the President. We, are, we have effectively let the inmates run the asylum. And I think that's dangerous. That is a dangerous path to take. And something needs to be done. So, I will say that I am in full support of the impeachment of Joe Biden over Afghanistan. Others may not, but I do. I think this is a gross... Gross, I just mean disgusting negligence at this, and it needs to be addressed. Let me know what you think on this issue, and we'll have an open discussion about it. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is the El Paso Conservative, and I am signing off. <laughs>